Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat mm-hmm. true crime, mm-hmm. belch on, into the microphone, belch mm-hmm. into the microphone, merp, uh, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. I'm Kenyon. Hey, I'm oh Lucy. So proud of you. I'm flabbergasted. I'm Amanda. <laughs> I've I never know. been more proud. Thank you. I just, I just, it, they just come to me, these ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amer, <laughs> I, I can. It's a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. Amer, I can. <laughs> Proud to be an American. Amer- By American. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Amer, I can. I can. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Um... Speaking of a can-do attitude, for real, the uh, topic this week is a very special fan pick, mm-hmm. brought to you by Cat Libby, Kitty Cat, <gasps> um, Kitty Cat, Kitty Cat, and um, this was a gift, Todd. Um, two cat from <laughs> from their parents. I watched Wedding Crashers three times during tour, and every time Kenyon could like hear it through the hotel wall, it would text me and be like, "Are you what watching Wedding Crashers?" It's Just, always on TV. I know it's TNT. The new Shawshank. Yeah, it is the new Shawshank. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I love them both. Love it. They have Sorry. so much in common. They do. It's basically <laughs> frame for frame the same film. How they got away with it, I do not know. Uh, Owen Wilson. I mean, he can do anything. <laughs> swimming, swimming through a sewer of shit. Keeping yeah. a small bird as a pet. Yeah. Motorboat, etc. Homoerotic undertones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Stage um, five clinger. Okay, That one's real. Okay. So this was a gift, like I said, to Kat from their parents. It was a graduation gift. How sweet is that? I know. And the topic is graduation crimes. Mm. Love it. This is a fun one. Yeah. This is like, uh, mine is lighthearted. I don't know about yours. Same. Very lighthearted. Perfect. All right. Well, let's get wasted. I don't know. Get What's it, Get it popping. Let's yeah. Mm. Let's pop some whatever. Yeah, we are <laughs> drinking today. Wink Wine Club's the independent white blend. Europe, oh. Europe, an independent person now. You're Enjoy a your student now. loans. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> but to help you save money on your student debt, you should consider joining Wink Wine Club's you know, club because they're an amazing online wine club that sends wine to your door at an unbeatable price, mm-hmm. let me tell you. 
they have a really cool inventory of wines that they rotate out throughout the month, throughout the season. Um, you can buy wines a la carte from them, but I highly recommend just becoming a member because they will like curate selections for you. You could get a monthly box. If you put four or more wines in that box, they take care of the shipping. And our listeners get $20 off their first box by visiting trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash gals. 20 bucks off your first box. You got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And this wine in particular is lovely. I think we've actually featured it before, but something fun that they do on Wink is that they'll have bottles with like that are the same quote unquote wine, but they're from different vintage years. Mm-hmm. So they taste really different, which is a, kind of a fun way. Like if you are kind of a wine collector, you could get uh, one of my favorites is Brethren of the Road, Grenache. They do a new vintage of Brethren of the Road like every year or so. And mm-hmm. so you could, if you have any self-control, which I fucking do not, get a couple of them and save them and then drink them back to back and like taste oh. them side by side and see how different they taste, even if it's the same varietal from the same vineyard, because the climate makes a huge difference, people. I cannot hang on to a bottle of wine that I long. mean, neither can I, mm-hmm. so I don't think I could ever do this. But if you have the willpower to, say, graduate from college, maybe this is an exciting thing for you. Yeah. Um, the independent white blend is made up of organically grown Pinot Gris and Pinot Blanc grapes. It is a 52 to 48 blend, so 52% Pinot Gris, 48% Pinot Blanc. Uh, these grapes were gently pressed and then vinified mm. in a minimalist manner, which essentially means they were like taken care of in a way that would maintain the natural flavors of the grape. So they weren't like aged on oak. I think this was no a anal steel. bleaching. No anal bleaching. No tweezing. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they, uh, they they are what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Natural. Pinot Blanc in particular balances between softness and freshness and makes some of the lightest white wines that you will see on the market. And it's super nice to blend with Pinot Gris, which is typically more acidic and fruity, a little more in your face. Uh, So they just balance each other out really, really well, like a flourishing bank account and a student loan. It's a nice balance. I was going to say, if you feel like you're being crushed under the weight mm -hmm. of your student loans... Have some crushed grapes to go along (laughs) with that. Exactly. A perfect pairing. Drown your sorrows. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't highly recommend that, but I can't say I haven't done it. Um, The Independent is clean and dry with abundant minerality, which I fucking love a minerally white. Like, it's just so effervescent and yummy and drinkable. I love it. Um, there's elegant richness, so this is going to be a little bit more complex and layered. It's a medium-bodied white wine. I love that, too. Sometimes when you get white wines, they can be a little bit one-note, but the this blend is going to be really fun. It's fruit-forward with an earthy balance. It's 13% ABV, so right in the sweet spot. It's not going to kill you, but it's going to make you feel good. And it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you stronger. And it's a popper. So if you, Yay. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Speaking of plugging our nice pop wine key. No, I wish. Oh. <laughs> Last night on Facebook, I got an amazing message to the Wine and Crime Facebook account. Um, I'm going to find it because it's, it's a video message. I can't read it, but I can tell you who sent it to me. But it was a video of someone using the nice pop wine key who... Um, clearly is not well-versed in using a wine key. 
Oh, mm-hmm. no. Did they use the wrong end? No, they used the right end. But um, so if you haven't used a wine key before, the little like tiered tab that opens up out is for clipping to the lip of the bottle to get leverage to pull out the cork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this from Joni Ottowo. At- At- and Joni sent this amazing video. They are using the wine key, but they just screwed it all the way in and didn't use the tabs for any leverage so they're just, <laughs> just trying to trying pull to it pull out it. and oh, then her, no. son, her son who's like jacked like clearly goes to the gym like wearing a tank top <laughs> is just like god mom i'll do it and just <laughs> yanks it right out of the bottle and i died <laughs> laughing and then sent them a video message back that was like this is incredible but also here's how you do it so that you don't need a like m- man who works out <laughs> to like, pull it straight out open. of the court the bottle for you so yeah use those tabs for leverage my loves please send me that video i have to watch it done and done i will save it right now oh Oh my my god God. lucy is doing the honors of our pop this week are you ready my love i am i even started it a little because i've had a bad track record as of late starting it to get the cleanest poppy is totally my move Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay are we ready yes so ready okay Oh, oh, A plus pop. That Thanks. was Thanks. Got a 4.0. Yeah, uh, that is a that's a Dean's list pop right there. Not not gonna lie, I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah, honor uh-huh. roll. I have graduated yeah. to drinking the rest of this bottle of wine. And now that Got we're it. honor roll, <laughs> Lucy. <Wow>. Shut up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm in pain. <laughs> Oh my so god. So this is how it's gonna be? This is how it's gonna be for the whole um, episode? On that note, I have I so many puns in my segment. Mm, mm, yeah. I mean, I'm not not excited about it. Yeah. That one just caught me off guard, and for some reason it pissed me off. <laughs> for some reason it Thanks, angered I me it. to my core. Uh, thanks, mm. I hate it. <laughs> All right, what is our background and maybe psych if you're a psych major? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, you're wow. fired from the show. For graduation <laughs> crimes. I have Can a headache. being her own best audience is like my favorite thing. <laughs> if you're a psych major. <laughs> she graduated from the Kenyon Lang School of Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the louder the laugh, the better the joke. Can be your own laugh. No one is checking. People are checking. Student body Please of flash. one. <laughs> Faculty of zero. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. Never change. You're flawless. So, school is not easy, and it is a big deal to graduate. Mm-hmm. It really is. So for high school in particular, though, there are quite a few factors that play into earning a high school education, and graduation is def not always guaranteed. I think how a lot of people... How much your teachers like you and how much they'll let you get away with. Me. Yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people lose sight of how difficult it is for some people to graduate high school. Like, for a lot of folks in more privileged positions, it's, it's like a given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, super not the case. So um, we're going to start out by analyzing some obstacles for high school students, and we'll move into some more college 
ecology stats here. So this Great. is from a 2015 study by Barbara Ritter titled Baba <laughs> Widow entitled Factors Influencing High School Graduation. Quote, studies over time have shown that even though high school graduation rates fluctuate, there are five consistent factors that play into whether students graduate. So these include economic factors, demographic factors, the ninth grade factor, which I will explain, the attendance factor and student engagement, which I think are kind of like one and the same. Um, and then, of course, failure. So mm-hmm. economic factors are the strongest indicators of whether a student will graduate high school. So these are factors such as socioeconomic status, family structure, family stress. So things like death, divorce, moving mm-hmm. all the time. It's stressful. Mm-hmm. And also the mother's age. Interesting. And that's just statistically speaking. So students who come from low-income families who are the children of single, young, unemployed mothers or who have experienced high degrees of family stress are more likely than other students to drop out of school. Of those characteristics, low socioeconomic status has been shown to bear the strongest relationship to students' tendency to drop out. So, like, the poverty cycle is very real. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. And a lot of... um a lot of agencies on both like local and federal levels are trying to fix this problem. Uh, my one of my old bosses at a magazine that I used to work with, he worked with his local high school to go like it's not canvassing, but they'll get, they'll get a list of addresses of kids who haven't been in school for like a certain number of days, and Scott they'll go stops. to their. Scott Stotts. <laughs> Scott Stotts no. is my hey, favorite Scott, episode. What you gonna do? What you, what gonna, you gonna do? do? Make, make a dreams come, come true. Uh, no, uh, the opposite. They would go to their houses and like knock on the door and have a conversation with them about why they weren't going to school. Sure. And a lot of times that made a big difference. So not saying that that is like up solves every problem, but you mm-hmm. know there are there are ways that uh, districts are trying to reach out to students. To try to get them to f- come back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, evidence is growing also that students who fall off track during their freshman year, so this is that ninth grade factor, have a very low odds of earning a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. Analysis of the progression of students through their high school suggests that approximately one third of the nation's recent high school dropouts never were promoted beyond ninth grade. Wow. So, like, so that's the like crucial year. Super crucial. Soup's crush. There are several. There are. Sounds like croutons. I'm so hungry. (laughs) There are several theories that contribute to this ninth grade stuff. Um, quote, the first is that ninth grade coincides with life change, life course changes, such as reduced parental supervision, very mm-hmm. true, and increased peer influence. The second is that moving uh, to a new school, in moving to a new school, students must break the bonds they have formed with their middle school teachers and peers. Uh, this doesn't say it in this report, but I think that, at least looking back to my own middle school experience, your teachers are... You kind of look up to them in like a sort of a parental yeah. sort of viewpoint because you're still in that that, that mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you get to high school and you're sort of expected to all of a sudden be like a responsible, independent, autonomous right. young adult. And for mm-hmm. a lot of kids, that just is that doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come 
it, they're not prepared for it necessarily. So mm-hmm. yeah, ninth grade is ninth grade's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big uh, transition, especially if it's from a school where you do transition to high school in ninth grade. Yeah, not all of them do. Sometimes it's 10th grade, but most mm-hmm. high schools in the U.S., ninth grade is your freshman year. When we um, moved to Minnesota, my sister was in the middle of ninth grade. Oh, Ugh. that's so hard. Yeah, that sucks. Yuck. But obviously, she's a fucking genius, so she crushed it. Yeah, yeah. too bad she of didn't course. make a single friend her entire high school career. I know. What a bummer. <laughs> she was such a loner. Poor <laughs> Ashley Jacobson. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start a fund. <laughs> Go fund Ashley. Uh, okay. So the third is that some students are inadequately prepared for high school, which we kind of just talked about. The final theory is that uh, the organization of some high schools is itself a major source of students' difficulty. So uh, class length, the number of Mm -hmm. courses per day, movement to classes, like between classes, start and end times of the school day. Your, Your whole school structure in high school is so different than it was in middle school for most kids that like Mm -hmm. that in itself is not only a stressor, but it's also confusing and it can kind of contribute to a lack of motivation to keep going to school. Also like, I don't know, speaking for myself in middle school, like cutting class literally did not occur to me. And seemed like impossible. There was yeah. nowhere to hide. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you weren't just, allowed to leave campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where would you school, have even gone? Yeah. But no in one high could drive. Doable. Yeah. 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 Especially if different. you hog out a lot with Jessica Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who managed to like have flawless grades and cut like half of her class. She was so fucking smart. She was so smart. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, I'm not smart enough to get away with cutting class, but I like fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm very impressionable. But I'm fun enough. So let's do it. She had the most fun and also got in the most trouble, but also had by far the best grades. Oh, I know. I don't know she, how she is it. like the reason I had detention for cutting class, but also the reason I passed any of my math classes because she also tutored me in math. <laughs> <laughs> like when we were cutting classes, it was like also so I could get tutored in math. It made no sense. We, God, we, la- we were in French class together and we like lashed out and rebelled by getting up at five in the morning no and going to Perkins and having a huge breakfast and getting those monster muffins and studying our French and then like speeding to school in her car because she was the only one who could drive. So yeah. you rebelled by diligently studying, studying yeah, early, early in, in the, the morning. morning. <laughs> I felt this that. I felt so cool. Make sense. Oh, we were but really I felt cool, so cool, guys, listeners. Yeah, we were the coolest kids in school. Mm-hmm. I rebelled by being in high school musicals. <laughs> <laughs> captain of the debate team. Yeah. Co captain. Co captain. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. To the debate team of the four of us. Yeah. yeah. Five right. of us, Scott and, and Jessica did it too. Yep. And Ben. Oh, yeah, six of us. Oh, my God, our debate team was huge. Ben was in the Lincoln-Douglas, though. Yep. Barely counts. Okay, moving on. 
Um, so the good news is high school graduation rates are increasing. So acor- according to the U.S. Department of Education, the national high school graduation rate has risen to an all-time high. And I this is these figures are from 2017, but I also believe it's like the freshest data available. Mm-hmm. So we're going with it. Figures show that 84.6% of the students in the class of 2016 to 2017 um, earned diplomas in four years. And instead of repeating 2016 to 2017 throughout the next few sentences, just assume it. Yeah. I recognize that. Some students graduate early, so they might technically graduate in 2016, but I'm just going to say 2017 because... Great. Cool. Too many syllables. Yeah, okay, it's 80, too hard. Okay, earned their, 84.6% earned their diplomas in four years. The rates rose for every subgroup of students except for English language learners. That said, there were like 12 sub subgroups of students listed based on like you know, ethnicity, whatever, gender, Mm -hmm. everything like that. So overall, pretty damn good. Great. So for the 2017 class of high school graduates, Iowa pulled in first at 91% (gasps) of high school students graduating on time. Are you so proud? So proud. Oh, Mm -hmm. so proud. Now get your asses to college and figure out this whole hog farm runoff situation we have going on. (laughs) I don't want you to explain that. I don't want to either. Good. We're on the same page. Learn Um, who actually pays for tariffs. Next. (laughs) Did you say tariffs or carrots? Both. Both. Tariffs Uh on carrots. Um, so I don't know what ranking this was in because that's not how the graph was set up, but I can tell you that Minnesota has 82.7% uh, nice. high school graduation rates. And coming in dead last is New Mexico at 71.1%. Ooh. All right. So there's Get a variety together, of factors, but didn't go into why that was. According to the Chronicle of Higher Education, college graduation rates have also been Increasing, So the highest public university graduation rates in the United States belong to the University of Virginia, number one. Nice. They got 93.1%. It's pronounced um, Gina. Vir- My cousin Vir- goes there. Virginia. Not, not vagina. She goes to UVA. Virginia. Yeah. I mean, she might go to vagina. I don't know. Your yeah, cousin Gina goes to University <laughs> of Virginia. It's pronounced yeah. Joinia. Joinia. Virginia. <laughs> Virginia Bishka. Okay. Okay. Number two, the <laughs> University of California at Berkeley at 91%. And number three, we got University of Michigan at Ann Arbor at 90%. So these nice are some job, very high-ranking schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the real graduation crime, student debt. Yes. Yes. Let's. From a 2019 Forbes article titled Student Loan Debt Statistics in 2019, a $1.5 trillion crisis. Cool. Yeah. I just got mine down under $20,000 after I've had loans from like 2006, mm-hmm. and it felt like the greatest accomplishment of my adult life. It's a big to deal. To still have at least 20 grand left. Do you know Felt what like your accomplishment? In, do you know what your interest rate is? I don't want to talk about it. Hi. Well, okay. they're they're federal, so they're not like 
cuckoo bananas, but they're pretty fucking high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have, I paid off all my private loans because those can have way higher interest rates. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It is bananas what some of these loan institutions get away with. I mm-hmm. can't. Okay, so from this article, quote, the latest student loan debt statistics for 2019 show how serious the student loan debt crisis has become for borrowers borrowers across all demographics and age groups. Mm -hmm. There are more than 44 million borrowers who collectively owe $1.5 trillion in student loan debt in the U.S. alone. I make up at least a quarter of that. It's so terrifying, too, because students, like when I was applying for loans, granted, I have two parents that were savvy enough to uh, like understand for the most part how those loans work mm-hmm. but a lot of loans that i applied for after moving out and continuing with school i just did on my own without like having say a required course in high school about how to manage finances or like how to understand your taxes or how yeah. to fill out a FAFSA form properly or any of the things we actually have to fucking know when we go to college. So yeah. a lot of students get duped into these like really outrageous loans, not knowing any better and are paying for it for the fucking rest of their lives. It's really I remember sad. I didn't, I didn't know a thing about my student loans until I graduated from undergrad because uh, when I went into college, I was still 17. Mm-hmm. And, like, my mom filled out the FAFSA and, like, it, I don't know. It just, like, it wasn't a conversation. Yeah, you weren't in charge of your own future <laughs> financial situation. And no one teaches you properly how to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and in so the school system. Then when I was graduating, we had to do something called, like, the loan exit counseling session or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're you like, had- you already fucked. Have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they were like, you can never declare bankruptcy on these. And they only disappear yep. when you die. Yep. Um, Woohoo! But they made us put down the name and contact information of a person who was not... Uh, like relative so that if we defaulted on our loans, they could contact that person to try to get in touch with us. And right, is that creepy. why they've been calling me for eight years? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that explains well, a lot. I was like sitting next to an acquaintance friend in the loan exit counseling session and we were oh like, do you want to just put each other? And it was like, sure. I have not spoken to this person since... 2010. That's actually brilliant. They ain't gonna find you. <laughs> and then you fled to Africa. Yeah. Or the or acquaintance like, is like, yeah, she lives in Africa now. And the collector is like, well, fuck this. God damn, damn it. Yeah. They'd okay. Find but me. also, we'll kind of get to this. Oh, um, no. Student loan debt is now the second highest consumer debt category. Shocked it's not the first, honestly, yeah. but it's behind only mortgage debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is and like high- another mortgage. Uh-huh. It is. And, and we're obviously still reeling from like the mortgage crisis and crash in 2008. Right. So that's probably going to stay in the lead for a while because that was pretty fucking devastating for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, and it is also higher than both credit cards and auto loans, so it's mm-hmm. serious. Borrowers in the class of 2017, on average, owe $28,650, according to the Institute for College Access and Success. That seems low. 
It's you're, an average, though. You're below the average, I'm Amanda. Below, I love being below average. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I belong. I feel comfortable here. <laughs> I'm so comfortable being below average. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so about 70% of college grads leave school with student debt. Four out of five 2016 graduates with state loan debt attended schools in just four states. Mm-hmm. So that's bonkers. And if you want me to read it again. Yeah, read it again. Four out of five graduates in 2016 with state student loan debt attended schools in just four states, which were Texas, Minnesota, Uh Massachusetts, and New Jersey, um, that that awarded only 14% of bachelor's degrees. Oh, wow. So So loans from those states are really high, but, like, the degree output is not even that high. Well, it's it's just that they it's not that the degree output isn't that high, but it's just that it only accounts for fourteen percent of bachelor degrees, and ah. yet four out of five graduates with state loans, uh, state loan debt, attended schools in those four states. And yeah. so the public universities in those states are not cheap. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. The U of M is fucking crazy expensive. Yeah, the U of M is practically a private school for how expensive it is, mm-hmm. even in state tuition. It's getting really in crazy. State tuition's up to like forty plus grand a year. It's yikes! It's insane. It's yikes. bananas. Uh, also, Texas is just a huge fucking state, so that might mm-hmm. have something to do with that. But still. Mm-hmm. Current students are kind of disillusioned about how long it'll take to pay off their student loan debt. You don't say. (laughs) And you wonder why we only have house plants and no children. I know. And I mean, I'm like a current student and trying as hard as I possibly can to not take out any loans for my Mm -hmm. community college, which is still quite expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm going to be in debt till I'm fucking 90. We'll Mm -hmm. get to it. (laughs) I don't want to get to it. According to this study, most students expected to have their loans paid off by the time they were in their mid to late 30s. Cute. Uh, (laughs) Cute. But I know, right? But this this is from a 2014 U.S. News and World Report article, but I still feel like it applies. Quote, the standard repayment plan for federal student loans puts borrowers on a 10-year track to pay off their debt, but research has shown that the average bachelor's degree holder takes 21 years to pay mm-hmm. off his or her loans. I believe it. I Mine have only gone up despite paying them for the past 10 years. Thanks, yeah. interest. Yeah. It's so wild. And yeah, this is if from you a don't two- have a little chunk to put down to get ahead of it, then you're like fucked. Mm-hmm. And this is from a 2017 CNBC report. For federal student loans, the standard repayment plan expects borrowers to pay off their debt in less than 10 years. For many, however, it can take twice that long, which I just said. Research from the Citizens Financial Group suggests that 60% of student debt borrowers expect to pay off their loans in their 40s. So this is a separate study, and it's also 60% uh, of student debt borrowers. Data collected at the state level supports these findings. A study from the One Wisconsin Institute finds that it takes graduates of Wisconsin universities 19.7 years to pay off Mm -hmm. a bachelor's degree and 23 years to pay off a graduate degree. Uh, The Federal Reserve reports that there are 6.8 million student loan borrowers between the ages of 40 and 49, and that together these graduates hold a collective 
nearly $230 billion in debt. And those, like I said, folks in their 40s. So that means that Americans in their 40s with student loan debt each have an average balance of $33,765. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. In your 40s. Yeah. And at the time we took these loans out, I couldn't even imagine being in my 40s, let alone having all this debt. Yeah. This girl this girl who lived across the hall from me my freshman year, she was all proud that like her dad co-signed a, a loan for her and like the day it came through, she was like, Well, I'm going shopping, I'll no. get beer for oh, us. Who wants no. to go out to dinner? Blah blah blah. No, no, like, no, 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 yeah. no. No. But at the yeah. time, I was like, sure, buy me some beer. Okay. I mean, I'll gladly take I mean, I took but. out student loans and basically lived off of them besides, like, babysitting money when I was in college and grad school. Um, yeah, but you have to. That's, like, the whole point. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, what I'm saying is my, like, take-home after tuition was about $9,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is what so I had to So you stole toilet paper of. from the library. Literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Yeah, and my rent was almost $700 for a bedroom Mm -hmm. because it was a college town and the rent was really high. Mm -hmm. And then you chose to move to New York City. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) For an unpaid internship. Also correct. (laughs) And then... When I grad, when I finished grad school, again, loan exit counseling. I have a lot of trauma. Um, yeah, from loan <laughs> exit it all counseling. Out, apparently, apparently. Um, While we're you, at it, you take you had to take like an online survey, and it was like asking you, like, okay, what do you want your life to be like in the next ten years? Like, where do you want to live? And you like selected a city, and then it like compiled like the average cost of living for that city for a single person and like blah, 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 blah. And then it spit back this motherfucking algorithm spit back a suggested salary Mm -hmm. and mine to pay off my student loans in time was over $100,000 was my suggested fucking salary and I was like yeah. oh, out of college you right out don't of college. say yeah that'd yeah. be great I'm pretty sure my fir- like aside from being paid hourly which I worked hourly jobs right, until same. like a fucking eight years after I graduated cause like thanks 2009, 2009 yeah. Yeah. yeah um I think I started at like $31,000 and I was so ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's damn good. Yeah. It's I think my first good. salaried job, I was making $35,000 a year. And I was yeah. like, okay, I can buy ramen on that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so the last couple of things I have to say, many predict, and then this is a no shit statement, many mm-hmm. predict that the long lasting effects of student loan debt will impact the housing industry as well as how Americans finance retirement. So the yeah, next it's time happening. So the next time you scoff at a progressive 2020 candidate student loan forgiveness proposal, mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's life or death out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my segment. I appreciate it. That was good. Rage fuel. Rage. Mm -hmm. Um, My case is a little more uplifting. A bit saggy, but but uplifting. But first, but first, let's hear from our sponsors. 
Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a child, but for many people, their fertility is a huge question mark. So if you want more information about your ability to get pregnant, you need Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home, whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now, or you want to know your options for the future, or if you're like me and you don't want to have kids, but you just kind of want to know where those levels are at. Your results are delivered within 10 days, and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags, which even if you're not trying for a child, those are really good things for you to just know. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool to plan ahead. I know that Kenyon and Lucy are both having these conversations with their significant others, and they have both used Modern Fertility to kind of check out where those options are and like make a plan for starting to get trying on them babies. It's really exciting. Uh, Proactive testing through your doctor can cost over $1,000, if you can believe it. But with Modern Fertility, you can get the same information for just $159. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com forward slash gals. Again, that's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com forward slash gals. One more time, modernfertility.com forward slash gals treat yo reproductive knowledge okay y'all i know that true crime may be my passion but even i need the occasional break so when i feel like i need a little mental palate cleanser i reach for my phone and open up my favorite game best Fiends. This game is amazing. It's a unique and exciting puzzle experience. It's unlike any other puzzle game out there. And I play a lot of games on my phone, and this one is always my number one choice. I absolutely love it. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. They literally just updated with, like, an Oktoberfest-themed little side quest, so I am collecting pretzels like an absolute, well, fiend, for lack of a better word. Uh, Best Fiends treats the game like a service for their players. It is so much fun. And if you find yourself playing in random or weird places or you play at, like, random times like me, you can relate to me. I play in the bathtub. I play right before I go to sleep. I play on the bus. Like, I don't know. And I am connected on Facebook with a bunch of people that also play with me. It is oddly satisfying every single time I surpass one of them in levels. I am currently at level 816. So I'm kind of crushing it. And then there are a bunch of, like, leaderboards so I can see kind of how far up I'm getting in Minnesota, which makes me, like, weirdly excited. I totally love it. They have over 100 million downloads globally, so that should tell you that this is very popular, and it doesn't require the internet to play. So when we were on tour this summer, this was awesome to play on the airplane because I didn't need to be connected to any kind of internet to be able to play it. It is so great for traveling. Uh, I have collected tons of different characters. They all have different little specials. So like you get creative about how you use them to pass each level. And I absolutely love it. So you can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters too. This is a five-star rated mobile puzzle game. It's on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And you can download it for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. One more time, that is friends without the R, best fiends. All right. Are we ready for my case? Yes. Literally never. Uh, I'm ready for this one. Yeah, this one's <laughs> this one's light. Okay, so good. 
This case is very close to my heart. Uh, well, it's not really one case. This whole topic is very close to my heart, and it also happens to be the source of my biggest regret in life. Okay. Going to college. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. Where I met my husband. No. Mm. Uh, <laughs> my biggest regret. <laughs> we will get to it. Okay. So if one had to distill college into its core components, they would definitely be liquid courage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ridiculous form of jungle juice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Any kind of punch. Um, Wop. Yeah. Wop. Ew. Ridiculous antics, school spirit, and yeah. sexual tension. Yes, okay. and dry humping. Yeah. No, that's high school. Real yeah. humping. Real humping. Yeah. I love dry humping. God, I know. I really miss it. Okay, so <laughs> this case has it all. Yes. Oh, no. It has dry humping and yeah. real humping. But it, they're implied. Oh, my word. So yes. the first recorded streaking event... Oh, no. <laughs> In the United States took place on July 5th, 1799. Oh. <laughs> he removed his swimming costume. <laughs> his bifocals. the Liberty Bell. His pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> his bloomers. <laughs> at Washington College when, quote, George William Crump bared all. Oh, God. Crump. <laughs> Total missed opportunity to say bared his rump. Mm. George William Crump bared, bared his naked bared rump. Bared his, his rump. rump. <laughs> During a run through Lexington, Virginia. The whole city? Apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going streaking. <laughs> through the quad. To the quad. the gymnasium. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> Crump's- Have either of you streaked? Well, no. that's my biggest regret in life, but we will get to it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Or no, she I did. Got Crump's, Crump's mm. prank got him suspended for the remainder of the academic year of 1804. <laughs> Classic Crump. <laughs> Vintage Crump. But don't worry, Bear Rump Crump went on to graduate <laughs> from Princeton, study medicine, and even become a congressman. Of course. Yes. <laughs> and even sit on the Supreme Court. I'm fine with a streaker sitting on the Supreme Court, just not Me a too. fucking sexual molester. Mm-hmm. All right. Fast forward almost 200 years. <laughs> there was undoubtedly more streaking in between, but let's get to the good stuff. In 1973, Stephen F. Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin State University... In Texas. Cold Stone Steve Austin. Cold Stone Steve Austin. Creamery University was hit by what was called a, quote, full-blown streaking epidemic. Oh, my God, yes. I love a streaking epidemic. 
Quote, nubile young bodies wearing nothing but sneakers could be seen everywhere from the residence (laughs) halls to football games. Nubile. Nubile. Oh, so gross. I love it. So (laughs) vile. And as frenzied word spread via national news outlets, students at colleges and universities nationwide began to join in the fun. Okay. So... A a listener gifted us a subscription to newspapers.com, and I love it so much. Kenyon's favorite thing. Yeah. I love it so much. There were uh, so many articles about the streaking epidemic of 1973. (laughs) Like, oh my God, you're such a dork. (laughs) There were so many. I couldn't even include them all. There There are going to be some more photos on the drive on the blog, but here are some gems. So according to the Orlando Sentinel Star newspaper, which if you go on the drive, there's a photo of Cher. Yes. (gasps) Going now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There was an article about Cher next to this article. Incredible. Yeah. The epidemic hit Texas in February 1974. Quote, at Baylor... (laughs) A daring freshman clad in only a ski mask and tennis shoes sprinted two blocks down an adjoining sidewalk, romped along the side of the building, then cut through the dorm's main lobby with a dorm mother in hot pursuit. Oh, this would be Elizabeth. This would be Kenyon's mom. Oh, yeah. I don't know about hot pursuit. But pursuit, nonetheless. Yeah. Elizabeth Mm -hmm. on a Segway. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. According to one veteran streaker, some sororities got upset at the attention that this particular freshman girls dormitory was getting from the streakers. Like they were always running past the freshman girls dorm. Yeah. Ew. Go away. And the sororities called up the known streakers leaders and they wanted to know how they too could get in on the action. Oh, Lord. Quote, they said they want us. That would be me. I know. You'd be like, "Uh, this is really unfair, and you need to streak by our house. This is disgusting that you're limiting your nubile bodies to the freshman girls. (laughs) (laughs) The senior girls are the ones that actually want to see it. We deserve it. (laughs) And we're the ones that put out, okay? Okay. Um, So, quote, they said they want us to run in front of their sororities, which were located about half a mile away from the main streaking zone. Good Lord. Uh, But asked us to give them advance warning. They said they'd have rest stations along the way. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Oases. <laughs> Just granola bars and water. <laughs> Handing <laughs> up little cups of Gatorade. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Another co ed told reporters, quote, You don't have time to look at their face, too. Who wants to look at their face? <laughs> Literally don't even no need, one. You don't even need a ski mask. No, I yeah. don't care about your face. Right. What if they had like a dick lineup? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, definitely. Can I see them moving, please? Yeah, can they run? Can jog I see in swinging? Place. Jog in place. To Number the, to four, the left. jog in place. <laughs> Step forward and jog in place. <laughs> Ick. Okay, but streaking is not all willy-nilly. Mm. 
<laughs> Calm down. <laughs> there is also posteriors. I'm sorry. Posterity to consider. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> For example, on March 7th, 1974, the University of Georgia set a record for the largest group streak uh, with 1,543 students taking part <laughs> simultaneously. Phenomenal. <laughs> and to my knowledge, this record has never been broken. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <gasps> Coven assemble. Here we go. <laughs> streak, streak, streak. Um, at the and the same spring, the quote, no doubt exasperated but enlightened president of Stephen Stone Cold Steve Austin University, <laughs> which was <laughs> ground zero for the epidemic. So this university president finally decided that if you can't beat them, join them. Oh, no. And got naked themselves. The faculty got into it. I wish. Not quite. I wish that he had literally streaked, but no. Instead, he declared annual streaking day on campus. Okay, the purge. Yeah, a tradition that has endured to this day. Got it. All right. To my biggest regret. My small liberal arts college in upstate New York garnered some interesting headlines in the mid-aughts, including the following by Merrick Fuchs, or maybe Fuchs. It was Fuchs. Merrick Fuchs. He Um, fucks. He fucks. He or she fucks. Um, (laughs) Which appeared in the New York Times, and the article was entitled... In a game of shirts and skins, they'd be the skins. No. (laughs) So, Fox explains it better than I ever could. So here are some quotes from the article. Quote, at a rugby game at Middlebury College recently, cheerleaders had taken to the field to urge on the home team with timeless perkiness. When they were silenced by a drove of naked students running a parade line (laughs) through the middle of the field. Phenomenal. (laughs) At at Connecticut College, a tour of the campus was was (laughs) conducted. Yes. (laughs) Was conducted in the typical formation with the guide walking backward, pointing to everything from the library to the dean's office. The only wrinkle was that those taking the tour, both men and women, were all without a stitch of clothes. No. A naked tour? (laughs) They faked a tour. They faked like a campus tour as the streaking. Oh, I love it. (laughs) To your left, you'll see a penis. (laughs) <laughs> a very robust ball sack. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love a robust ball sack. <laughs> what a waste. What a literal waste of skin. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, so more quotes from the article. Quote, both proved victories under the belt of a team that doesn't wear any. At colleges across New England and upstate New York, a band of naked students from Hamilton College who call themselves the school's varsity streaking team. Hate it. 
Was, and, was Zach on this team? No, no. Gross. Neither one of us were, and it's my biggest regret that I was not on the streaking team. Lame. Like, what was I thinking? That was my one shot. Some mm. of those guys that you lived with probably were, though. They were pretty uh, oh, well, and you were douchey. Maybe thinking at the time you might want to go into some government work, so maybe it was not the dumbest idea to stay out of the streaking team. Well, we'll get to the government work, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> the first guy became a politician. True. He set we, the standard. It's a requirement, will, basically. We will get to it. Um, so Hamilton College Varsity's streaking team, they consider themselves undefeated and ranked number one in the nation, although it is <laughs> not clear or even probable that there is any competition. Yeah, I'm like, what are the stats? (laughs) What's their point system? Yeah. (laughs) Who are they playing against? All of us as observers? (laughs) We win! (laughs) (laughs) To finish the quote, has been spotted running down campus hills in a flying V formation. Yes. (laughs) Like the mighty ducks. (laughs) Also naked, flapping their arms and making caw noises. Flapping their arms, sure, okay. Flapping, just flapping. And making flaps. Flapping and slapping. Yeah. (laughs) All right, last quote from the article. Proudly describing themselves as more narcissists than naturalists. (laughs) The streakers. You you don't say. (laughs) Most of whom say they are on the fringes of campus life and washouts from youth athletic programs are not authorized in any way by Hamilton College or the NCAA. (laughs) (laughs) And they obviously do not have the more common trappings of team play, like uniforms. (laughs) Although some have helmets. (laughs) I would argue... On their dicks. They have a very strict uniform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, birthday suit. Yeah. All right, uh, but per- but perhaps the best or at least the most innovative part of the Hamilton College streaking team and the thing that really sets them apart from their forebears, foreskin bears, is that they do indeed <laughs> compete. Oh, my God, I almost spit my wine. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Moores, a senior studio arts major, is quoted in this article explaining, We kept referring to ourselves as a team, and then it dawned on us that if we were truly a team, we'd have to have away games. No! (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed with this. (laughs) So the rules are fuzzy, just like their navels. Ew. <laughs> They're butt cheeks. But when you strip it down, the streaking team. <laughs> Quit encouraging her. I can't help it. I love it. <laughs> the streaking team travels to fellow NESCAC schools, streaks the campus or like sports matches or campus tours, like real campus tours. Oh, my word. And if the school doesn't provide an immediate counter streak, then it counts as a victory. Oh, my God. Hence why they are undefeated. It's genius. It's genius. (laughs) 
Okay, so <laughs> are you ready to watch perhaps the most amazing clip that has ever graced Fox News? Yeah. I mean, yes. An interview with yep. some of the leaders of the Hamilton College streaking team. And who says you need uniforms to play sports? We're going to tell you about one school team. They wear their birthday suits. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, the music is so intense. Streakers, yeah. Streakers, yeah. Streaking is one of those time-honored traditions of college hijinks, but uh, consider this. One group of students in upstate New York has made streaking a college varsity sport. I'm not kidding you. Oh, my God, Joining us now from Syracuse, New York, two members of the Hamilton College varsity streaking team, seniors Craig Moores and Lydia Keesling. All right, uh, Lydia, let's get right to the obvious part. Why in the world are you doing this? Uh, well, um, <laughs> there's a man, so Alexander Hamilton, who was struck down in his prime uh, a oh while ago. Oh, my God. And we <laughs> a while ago. mostly do this to honor the institution that was uh, um, built in his name. I mean, this is about glory They're idiots. and victory. <laughs> They're it's about idiots. Our <laughs> It's about winning. Uh, okay, I'm it's lost. About winning. Craig, help it's me out here. Why are you doing it? Uh, well, Greg, we uh, we streak to win. You know, we streak for victory, and we streak for <laughs> the people at home at Hamilton. Who, uh, I want a T-shirt that says "We streak to win." They exist. Maybe. We streak for the little people. We uh, streak for you. Okay, we streak for me. Thanks, because I'm sure not gonna. Do you guys wear masks? Or uh, <laughs> I mean, the video that I'm looking at now looks like you're not. It's just more to create a festive atmosphere for the whole thing. It's really, it's a bit like a circus. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have the mask and it's not to really cover our Katie identities wearing because clearly mask. we're not wearing any I know. clothes. Right. My soulmate. But, uh, hey, Craig, the New York Times, uh, this is how, you know, we saw the article and it sort of got so our attention. Amazing. They said you run in a, a flying V formation, flapping your arms, yes. making car noises. <laughs> What's up with that? Well, that's true, Greg. I mean, it gets a little boring just taking off your clothes and running breaks. around naked screaming all the time. So, you know, we got a little creative. We decided to uh, run like a flock of migratory geese. It's um, in the Mighty Ducks. Oh, it's my God. Migratory geese. It's in the Mighty Ducks. Hey, what's been the reaction of Hamilton College? <laughs> um, they've been amazingly supportive. Uh, Hamilton yeah, College, my favorite. I think, really likes us. Friends, the student body. Yeah, I mean, She's really taking me back. Yeah, she called me on the phone last night, gave me a big thumbs up. Joan Hines to her loves it. Really? So, uh, you know? Oh yeah. You know the Hamilton, they're totally supportive. Yeah, that's great. Uh, when you streak on wow. other campuses, uh, do you inspire others? Do other people join in? It's happened. Yeah. It has happened. It has it's happened. happened. <laughs> At, uh, I believe it was Bates. Maybe it was Bowden. I'm not sure. But we usually yell, you know, join us, run naked with us. And every once in a while, one or two people Ick. will. Lydia, how many schools have you guys streaked? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, the streaking team as an organization has streaked, I don't know, probably about... 14 to 16 schools. Actually, two of our members did streak another continent, which was really nice work on their part. Oh, I've been on that bridge. Uh, that was African oh, really nice history. work. Oh, I know that bridge. But, um, <laughs> I think probably about 14 schools. I personally have only done six. I'm fairly new to the team. Oh, wow. Have you ever been busted <laughs> new to the team. for, you know, indecent exposure or disorderly conduct or something? Any cops uh, try to put I the cuffs on you? 
Yeah, I've had experienced the heat, and I've been busted uh, <laughs> twice, actually. I have uh, a few pending court cases. The, uh, I've never actually been clapped oh in irons, God. you know, taken away. We but, uh, probably shouldn't really talk about that, to be honest. So. Lydia, I suppose you're not planning mm -hmm. a career in politics, are you? Lydia. Well, it's funny that you should ask, because I'm not uh, at all. And uh, so final question to you. Uh, does your mother know what you're doing? <laughs> Struggling, actually, to hear you no, through no, the machine. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, my mom does know. My mom, hey, Joe, how are you? Uh, she knows that she's proud of me. I mean, I was born naked, and she saw me then in all my glory, yes. and she sees me now. So it's, uh, it's a supportive environment. I'm sure she's very, very proud. Lydia Kiesling and Craig Morris, thank you both for being sure with us. sure she's very, very proud. That's the funkiest segment we've That's had in a long time. Thank you. Incredible. <laughs> A documentary film entitled Streak to Win about yes. this team. Oh my god. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm just very, very proud of my alma you mater. Should be. <laughs> yeah. And full of regret that I did not mm. join in. Because um, Lord knows none of us have the bodies that we did in college. I know. If oh. I was gonna streak, it should have been then. God damn it. Certainly isn't gonna be now. So um, I'm more I'm more confident enough to do it now. Mm -hmm. Oh, I give far fewer fucks now. Yeah. But like, right. mm. but with my back, <laughs> with, with my, my back. back, my back would go out. But they used to streak like finals week. They would streak every single day. So there would wow. it would oh every single day finals week there would be the streaking team going through the library. <laughs> do they even take their finals? What do they have time to study? I, well, it's quick. I think, you know, how long does it take to streak a library? Ten minutes? How long does it take to organize constant daily streaking schedules? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Ask Lydia. Uh -huh. I'm calling Lydia. All right. So it's funny that you should ask because I don't. <laughs> I am not. Quote. <laughs> I love how dry they both are with the Fox News uh -huh. guy who's just such a douche. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Williams College of Massachusetts also decided to butt in on the fun. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> their, their team was entitled the Spring Streakers, uh, and they abide by two main rules. Quote, um, only streak when sober. And abstain mm. from streaking children. Good call. Yeah. Only streak when stroking too. Don't streak until they see the whites of their eyes. No. Oh my god. All right, so. Not all educational institutions are as forgiving as my alma mater. Mm. However, in Boiling Spring, Pennsylvania in 2015, and Ooh, I'm, I'm not sure that I would want... near the Amish. <laughs> well, also, I don't really want to be naked in a place called Boiling Spring. Boiling Spring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that clothes like would help, frosty but. nipple Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> Um, it's really so, sad. Frosty Dipple, Alabama, didn't survive the hurricane. <laughs> oh, I know. Devastation sad in Alabama. <laughs> Frosty Nipple. Declare yeah. a national emergency. <laughs> okay, so uh, in Boiling Spring, quote, a man is in hot water. 
Because no. <laughs> no. Because police God, no. say that he went streaking wearing only boxer shorts, a Halloween mask, and shoes at a high school graduation ceremony. That's not streaking. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's way too many articles of clothing. I was going to say, now I would argue this man didn't go streaking at all. Yeah. No. Because he Not didn't. at all. Doesn't count. Um... And yet, state police charged the young man, a graduate from the prior year, high school graduating class, with open lewdness and disorderly conduct. How do they know he wasn't just jogging? Because I've seen men wearing less than that jogging. Oh, for sure. Well, I think he streaked across the stage at the ceremony. So that's where the disorderly conduct really comes from. Well, okay, it's just disruption, though. It's not... New, it's not no. lewdness, right? Well, they said M- it was lewdness, a, but there's no difference. Lewdness is also pretty loose. Yeah, there's no difference between boxer shorts and like men's swimming trunks. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, there is. There's a big old slit in the front of boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah, but usually they have swimming a trunks too. They just put a, a flap. Like a piece of Velcro or something. Yeah, but like is there. your dick can pop out of boxers a lot easier than swim trunks. Mm-hmm. But I still argue that that shouldn't have been lewdness. Well, mm-hmm. I think the lewdness came in because the twenty-year-old man did allegedly quote expose his buttocks. Yes. And, <laughs> Finally. And quote yell for the class of 2015 to kiss it. <laughs> yes, kiss I love it. him. But still, pretty fucking mild, so, like, get over yourselves, Pennsylvania. Love it. This is why I need to move there. My vote will matter even more. It's true. Not in Philadelphia, but if you lived outside. I think you have to learn Pennsylvania Dutch in order to live in rural Pennsylvania. I'll Mm -hmm. do it. (laughs) Gluten-free. 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 It's basically French. (laughs) You're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> so a similar incident in New Jersey landed another young man with a $200 fine and, more seriously, one year's probation. Oof. And this was after reaching a plea deal, uh, and the perp originally faced up to 30 days in jail. Dang. So 20-year-old Alexander Capizzuto Haraka. What of Alexander. Uh, Yeah, 20-year-old Alexander Hamilton (laughs) streaked a football field and a high school graduation ceremony platform before, quote, scaling an eight-foot fence on the western edge of the field, escaping a man dressed in military uniform who attempted to chase him down. And then they, like, caught him in the woods on the other side of the fence and arrested him. Wow. Yeah. Um, my favorite, though, is high school <laughs> honor roll student Delight Frazier, yes. who <laughs> in 2000, quote, gave the audience a biology lesson Oh, when she dropped trow, or rather gown, mm-hmm. and streaked her own graduation ceremony. Yes. <laughs> and Delight. And her name was Delight. I, I love know. it. She I'm was so an, delighted. She was an absolute delight. And uh, afterwards, she drove home naked, except for her graduation cap atop her head. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Queen. 
<laughs> I love it. So uh, not every onlooker, however, was as delighted as uh, I am by her stunt because some fucking narc called the Sacramento <laughs> police and it was up to the district attorney's discretion whether or not to charge the young woman with exposing herself in public, including in front of minors. Oh, get a life. Which, while a misdemeanor, the first part, still could carry a penalty of up to one year in prison. Oh, my God. So, of course, the two guys are like, $200 fine, 30 days. And the one woman who does it, who's an honor roll student, could face a year in prison. Such bullshit. Has she been tried? I don't, so I couldn't find out what became of her. Um, This was back in 2000. I know that she still graduated from high school because she'd already met all of the academic requirements. Good for her. Um, But I couldn't find out anything more about her, even though she has like a very unique name. So I tried Googling her and I couldn't find out. But no, I don't think she went to prison. She probably got off. We'd probably hear if she hadn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, fuck that, because if you, okay, exposing yourself to a minor, not to generalize, but to generalize is probably pretty rarely women as opposed to men. So if you're Mm going to punish either gender for doing basically the same thing, like... Well, it's just... Don't it's, let it be the woman. It's the wrong context. It's not... She's not flashing children in a park. She's no. getting up to some antics at her high school graduation ceremony like a quaint. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. So, that is context my case. Context does matter. Very then lighthearted that Lydia, that Lydia chick should be charged, too. And all the other mm-hmm. girls on the Hamilton team. Yeah. Well, yeah. they were... That was in college, but sure. True, but whatever. Still, it's all prude. Yeah. Nice job. So my my advice for listeners younger than ourselves is to join the streaking team. Streak away. Streak. Mm. Streak while you're young. Mm Mm-hmm. Pants off to you. Thank you. Throw your panties to the wind and streak for the stars. But apparently not in front of minors if you're a woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Probably in general, just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Y'all, I got to talk to you about Beta Brand. They are incredible. Who says that comfy can't be work appropriate? Not me. Beta Brand wants you to look good and feel good, even at the office or like a wedding or like a funeral or like a job interview. They have the most amazing dress pant yoga pants. I have three pairs now. They feature ultra comfy styles designed to impress. They have wrinkle resistant four-way stretch pont knit fabric. And this has been amazing to have on tour because you're living out of a suitcase for months at a time and I did not have to iron them a single time. And these pants have thoughtful details like faux zippers, front buttons, belt loops. They are just like straight up really nice dress pants that you can wear anywhere. They're so comfortable. They have great pocket options to choose from, like a style with eight. Yes, you heard that right, eight 
pockets and a style with deep invisible zipper hand pockets so you can leave your purse at home and still carry everything you need. I feel like so many styles that are certainly marketed for women do not have the pocket storage that other styles do and Beta Brand just blows that out of the water. They make pants for everybody and we love it. They have styles for all shapes, sizes and tastes. They have boot cut, straight legs, skinny, cropped and more. I have the skinny uh, Beta Brand yoga pants that are the dress pant yoga pants. I wear them constantly. They are so incredibly, incredibly comfortable and fashionable. And Beta Brand is an online fashion retailer and crowdfunding platform for fashion. So they welcome feedback and bring crowdsourced ideas straight into the design room. I love that. They listen to the people who wear their products and then they try to make things that are going to cater to the people that wear their products. Weird. Amazing. Shoppers can vote for designs to become crowdfunded projects on the site. So it's really cool. You can be like involved in the stuff that you want to see Beta Brand make. And I absolutely love that. So you got to get after it. They have the fit, the feel, the comfort. It's amazing. They are so comfortable. They did have a big, beautiful selection. And I didn't feel overwhelmed because there are so many different styles that are going to suit exactly what you need. So for me, it was a no-brainer with the dress pant yoga pants. They're super versatile. They're very comfortable. I have them in black and gray so I can switch up kind of whether I want to dress them up or wear them to like a meeting or a more important event. And that just suited my needs so perfectly. But you can get some in these really cute, fun patterns. I know that Kenyon has a pair of those that are so adorable. And those can switch from like a day at the office to happy hour cocktails in a pinch. They're incredible. We get compliments on our beta brand wear all the time, and I think you will too. So these are all the reasons why I started wearing beta brands dress pant yoga pants, and we think you should too. So visit betabrand.com forward slash gals to get 20% off of yours. That is betabrand.com forward slash gals, all lowercase. And millions of people agree that these are the most comfortable pants that you'll ever wear to work, to play, to anything. One more time, that's betabrand, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com forward slash gals, all lowercase to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants treat yo pants let's talk about boobs baby Third Love uses data points generated by millions of folks who have taken their fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for perfect fit and premium feel I had never really given any thought to my breast shape until I took Third Love's Fit Finder quiz, and it is so accurate. So you answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. This is no joke. It works. Over 14 million people have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun, and it takes less than a minute to complete. And did you know your breast shape matters when finding a good fit? Because I sure didn't. And I also discovered that my my boobs are like outward facing east-west, like trying to escape each other. I had no idea. And I didn't know until taking the third love quiz that I was wearing the wrong style of bra. Like I had my fit pretty much spot on, but the fit finder quiz helped me find a style that helped me avoid something like spilling over the top of my bra. And I have not gone back to any other style since. And third love truly helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. It is 
incredible. And they have like the most comfortable bras you will ever own. I have more than once fallen asleep in my bra without even noticing it because Third Love bras are that good. And Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com forward slash gals right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. One more time, that's thirdlove.com forward slash gals for 15% off today. Treat yo east west facing boobs. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer. You might already know about their smart video doorbells and cameras that protect millions of people everywhere. Ring helps you stay connected to your home anywhere in the world. So if there's a package delivery or surprise visitor, which I hate a surprise visitor, just don't. Don't surprise me. But you'll get an alert and be able to see, hear, and speak to them all from your phone. And that's thanks to the HD video and two-way audio features on Ring devices. Ring is honestly amazing. I have the small version of their entire like in-home security kit. So I have their uh, alert alarms on my windows. Uh, and I actually recently had friends who purchased a house and I bought them a Ring doorbell as a gift and they love it. So if you're a new homeowner, or you know somebody in your life who has recently purchased a home, Ring is a really great kind of creative but also very useful gift that you could give as a housewarming. It's unbelievable. We could not endorse this any higher. Ring is amazing to keep your home safe. And as a listener, you have a special offer on a Ring starter kit available right now with a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight cam Hello, that is amazing. The starter kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. So just go to ring.com forward slash gals. Again, that's ring.com forward slash gals. And you can get that ring starter kit for your home. Treat yo security. Okay, so I had a hard time finding like one big juicy case. So I also kind of picked some fun ones, a couple smiles to cover. Starting with the prudest graduation ever. Uh, I discovered this incident on a blog hosted by a man named Tom Lieberman, and his post sign-off reads, quote, Tom Lieberman, sword and sorcery fantasy with a libertarian ideology. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm an incel, but I also love Harry Potter. Yeah, so this guy is obviously incredible. We all know a Tom Lieberman. We really do. Oh, (laughs) God. He tells us the tale of three folks who were charged with misdemeanor disturbing the peace after cheering too loud at a Senatobia, Mississippi high school graduation ceremony in May of 2015. Like with a bullhorn? No, like with their mouths. <laughs> no. Yes. Ooh, and I corroborated you would be this with an article. To life. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't just get this from his blog. I got a lot from his blog, but I got most <laughs> of it from the New York Times, which according to the New York Times, quote, at least three people are facing charges with the prospect of $500 in fines and six-month jail terms oh my after God. they were accused of cheering during the graduation ceremony held at Northwest Mississippi Community College. Um, NMCC Campus Police Chief Zabe Davis said he was, quote, instructed to remove anyone that cheered during the ceremony, which was... Uh, done and uh, which was done and then Jay Foster the superintendent came and pressed charges against those people let me guess they were persons of color I actually don't know 
That would be my I'm guess. I'm not sure. Well, they um, have similar rules at graduation ceremonies, but also that's like a rule inside of a building at a school. It's not a fucking law. Like, yeah. how the fuck were they able to press charges? I don't know. It's so dumb. Um, one of the accused, Ursula Miller, was charged for, quote, yelling and clapping while inside the building after announcements had been made for all to hold their applause and celebrating until after the end of the ceremony. Again, not a law. So go fuck yourselves. The arrest affidavit stated, quote, her loud, boisterous noise was against the peace and dignity of the state of Mississippi. So back to Tom, (laughs) writer of the sexy sorcery libertarian blog. Um, He believes that the summons for misdemeanor is an appropriate punishment for the behavior. He says, quote, I think the crux of the issue is if what Miller did was just rude or illegal. I dismiss those who think everyone should cheer as much as they want at such an event. It is incredibly rude at the very least and not an expression of joy. This okay. guy has no choice. It's literally an expression of joy. Bro, yeah. hate to break it to you, you're not a libertarian. No, you're just the worst. If you yeah, think really. that people can't cheer or be rude and that the yeah. state can find them Prosecute. and arrest them. Yeah, I know. He meant laws off my body. Body. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he, continue on, he continues on to say, it is an expression of selfish disregard for anyone else. It is simply yelling out, me, me, me. Nothing more and nothing less. Oh, fuck you. So I can deduce that he probably would not have appreciated my aunt and I smuggling foghorns into both my sister and my cousin's <laughs> high school graduation ceremonies. <laughs> Because we did. (laughs) What a Um, fucking douchebag. A guy who has his own blog about his co-interests in wizardry (laughs) and libertarianism is upset about Sword and sorcery fantasy with a libertarian ideology. Is mad that somebody else is, is all about themselves. I want to get a lower back tattoo that says sword and sorcery fantasy with a libertarian ideology. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. I won't, but I, can't I want wait. to. Okay, if you were to ever, like, get in an accident, hit your head really hard, and then wake up with a completely different personality, and then look at your body yep. with all of your fucking bizarre tattoos, you'd it's be like... It's going to be a shock. I need to scrub... My skin. No. <laughs> I'll embrace it. Will you? Okay. You don't know. I mean, I can only hope. I can only hope that this horrible accident doesn't happen to me, you fucking monster. <laughs> I'm Jesus just saying. Christ. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You're a bad person. Okay, next case. Next case is another reason not to have children because they turn into teenagers. Yep. Um, Fact. <laughs> In 2011, Stanford professor Bill Burnett and his wife hosted an end of the school year slash end of football season gathering for their son and his friends, like a little grad party. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, they made it very clear that no drinking would be tolerated at this party and did their best to keep an eye on all of these kids. Let me guess. (laughs) But teens will be teens and booze was snuck in and consumed. Mm -hmm. Miners drinking right under his nose straight up got him 
arrested mm-hmm. <laughs> when an anonymous call, no doubt by their neighbor, Karen, with the Kate Goslin haircut, which auto-corrected mm-hmm. to Goblin, so I'm definitely <laughs> keeping it as Kate Goblin, <laughs> yep. Kate um, Goblin. was made to the police. After posting bail and heading home, he anxiously awaited charges to be brought by the DA, but after five months and eventually an entire year later, no charges were filed. The DA's office has a year to file charges, uh, so this means that Bill Burnett is in the clear at this point. Um, The office had concluded that, quote, the Burnetts had not furnished alcohol to the teens or contributed to the delinquency of minors. Under California law, the Burnetts were not criminally negligent, and at the end of the day, none of the kids had committed any crimes or injured anyone else, end quote. Mm -hmm. But being a Stanford professor, this poor bastard was scrutinized by the public unfairly, in my opinion. Um, they appeared on the Today Show to discuss, like, the ridiculousness of the situation oh and proclaim God. their innocence. Um, but California, along with a handful of other states, has, quote, social host liability laws mm-hmm. that can hold parents responsible for this kind of behavior, even if a party is thrown in their home without their knowledge and without them even being there. Mm-hmm. So, like, parents could go out of town and their kids throw a party and the parents are still liable. Kids are um, fucks. I know. Yeah. Little shits. I mean, Mm -hmm. we did this. Oh, yeah. My parents would definitely have been arrested. (laughs) For sure. Had I been caught. Uh, Yeah. California apparently doesn't fuck around with that shit. So part of the Burnett's reason for speaking to press was also to provide words of caution to parents in light of the pending graduation season. Because you could be on the hook for the dumb shit your kids do, even when you have no clue it's happening. Mm-hmm. Quote, David White, a Massachusetts lawyer and an expert in social host liability, warns parents that law enforcement is going to get especially aggressive from now until Labor Day. The police tend to patrol more during the next few months and put up more roadblocks around prom time mm-hmm. through the summer holidays. And they will try to trace the underage drinking back to the source because you can't really do much to the kids. Like, you can give them minors. But if you actually want to, like, hand down fucking affidavits, you kind of have to go to the adults, you know? Mm-hmm. It's command responsibility for underage yep. drinking. Yeah, exactly. basically, yeah. Now, whether or not a DA will actually spend time and resources to follow through with charges like this is obviously handled on a case-by-case basis, and these folks ended up totally fine. But just a word of caution, don't have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or just lock them up until they're 18 and then get them the fuck out of your house. Military That's my school. Yeah. What was it? Sunshine Boy and Darkness Boy? (laughs) Sunshine Twins. Sunshine Sun. And and Darkness Darkness Boy and Sunshine Sun. (laughs) My sweet twin boys who will be raised one in total darkness and one with constant exposure to light. It's a social experiment. I'm Team Sunshine. Still. Everyone has their side. And I'm actually Team Darkness Boy. Of course. Basement Boy. You are. Basement Boy. Oh, yeah. Basement, basement, basement Boy. boy and Sunshine Sun. sun. Basement <laughs> Boy. Basement Boy. Uh, anyway, listen to live shows. Okay, so, and finally, I found this incredible, another blog. I really hit the jackpot on blogs with this episode. Um, this was posted by someone who goes by the name of Jordy, mm-hmm. written in Barstool Sports uh, from just this past May, entitled, quote, who would steal 600 chicken fingers intended for a graduation party? Me. <laughs> me, me, me. Literally me. Anyone Literally who likes chicken fingers. Yeah, this episode is coming at you the day after I took the Hot Ones hot sauce challenge <laughs> with about 600 chicken fingers. And I can't I'm believe go- your asshole has survived. <sighs> I've pooped so much today, and Ugh. I'm going to try to breeze through this so I can do it again. 
Um, I know this is more of a gag move, but this blog post was so fucking good and it made me laugh super hard. So I'm going to read it for you now. Um, also, you'll love this. This is out of Maple Grove, Minnesota. <gasps> Thank yes! God. <laughs> yeah. Quote, two high school seniors, Taylor Broderson and Jimmy Lou, were preparing for a joint graduation party this weekend when something went horribly awry. Mm. The 600 chicken fingers Taylor had ordered from the Maple Grove Raising Canes, uh, they discovered, had been picked up by someone else. Genius. Ooh. The party started in an hour. Quote, I was kind of in shock, Taylor said. <laughs> like, someone stole our chicken? <laughs> Taylor's dad, Welcome Shane, Welcome to the real suddenly, world, Taylor. I know. Yeah, a rude awakening uh, for new, uh. new graduate Taylor. <laughs> Taylor's dad, Shane, was suddenly an unprepared host, which in Minnesota is like oh. a fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. They're he had nothing to feed his it. 300 guests. Quote, Three, wait a second. Hydrate? Wait a second. Two yeah. chicken fingers per guest. I don't think so. Well, that's just one of the items for available for snacking. Uh, I don't know. He's painting himself as an unprepared host to me. Well, also, we don't know. <laughs> 300 guests at your grad party? Jesus, eight. It's a joint grad party. I had a lot of friends. I, I don't see that as crazy. Kenyon and Scott and I had a joint graduation party, and we had, like, maybe 60 people. <laughs> yeah. All of our people were overlapped anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> oh, my God. I Liquid went down the wrong throat. <clears throat> the wrong throat. The wrong pipe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have two throats. I swear. Um, he said, quote, I never made a contingency plan for stolen chicken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fair enough. 600, Jimmy exclaimed. What do you do with all those chicken fingers? <laughs> yeah, eat them. Shane Broderson didn't file a police report, and Raising Cane's hasn't either, though a spokesperson told us they're investigating what happened. Mm-hmm. To answer the question of who would steal 600 chicken fingers intended for a graduation party, Jordy writes... A goddamn genius, that's who. (laughs) (laughs) Just think about it. This is the greatest crime ever committed in the history of mankind. Why? Well, because first of all, the reward is ridiculously high. I mean, just 100 chicken fingers would already be like a king's ransom. Now now multiply that by six, and you've got enough chicken fingers to have yourself the greatest weekend of your life. And the risk? Well, there's virtually no risk because they're just... Chicken fingers. Is yeah. this a quote from the article? Yes. I'm literally reading the blog post because <laughs> it's so you fucking good. inhabiting the mind of Jordy. Jordy I was and about I to feel apl- like are sharing a brain. <laughs> I was about to applaud your no, editorial I, I skills. I literally couldn't do better because Jordy crushed this so hard. <laughs> Continuing the quote. genius. That's, the, that's who. The police have to worry about murder. The police have to worry about the selling and purchasing of illegal drugs. The police have to worry about all of this other shit that goes on in everyday life, and they just don't have time to give a shit about stolen chicken fingers. Yeah. Right. The only thing you have to worry about is how you're going to pull off the heist. But if you just walk in there, pretend like you're the person who's supposed to be picking up the 600 chicken fingers and nobody gets hurt, well, then you're getting away free, and you never have to worry about getting caught because nobody is actually going to file a police report for 600 ch- stolen chicken fingers. It's pure genius. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. 
P.S. It's time to... I love this part so much. This is a soapbox <laughs> that I am so fucking here for. Okay. P.S. It's time to end the stigma against ordering chicken fingers out at a restaurant. <laughs> I am sick and tired of getting looked at like I'm a child when I contemplate getting the chicken fingers. They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. I know it. Yeah. The waiter slash waitress knows it. Why the hell aren't more people ordering chicken fingers? <laughs> I get that there are, quote, fancier things on the menu, but the margin for error on those items is much higher. Yeah. You could either order something that you end up fucking despising, or you could enjoy your life <laughs> and down some chicken fingers. Quit shaming people for living their lives. <laughs> Jordy okay. for President 2020. Jordy 2020. Quick, yeah. Quick shout out for Jordy Studio and anyone listening. And chicken fingers. Quick shout out. There is an account on Instagram that I follow on both the Wine and Crime and my personal, and I'm pretty sure my cat's Instagram account called <laughs> One Two Tenders. Yeah. And that is one underscore O N E underscore T O underscore Tenders, and it's Chicken Tender Reviews. Done. I'm following it right. Oh my god! I'm writing this down. Now. And yep. they, One, this person tenders. visits chicken places all over and ra- like seriously rates chicken tenders, and I am yeah. all about it. Chicken Found tenders it. are great. Chicken ten. I order chicken tenders out at restaurants a lot, and I do yeah. feel like there's a stigma attached. But that's oh, what delicious. I want. Usually, sometimes you just want chicken tenders with a side Caesar salad yep. and exactly. a coke. Yup. And, and not a like a Coke. fancy Caesar salad, like a lowbrow Caesar salad with no yep. anchovies. With oh. the Parmesan and like every yeah. single dipping sauce. Like yeah. honey mustard, ranch, and barbecue. That's what I want. Ooh, every there's meal. another chicken tender account called TS underscore tendies. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There's another one. Chicken Chicken Tender. I'm just following a million Chicken Tender accounts. (laughs) This episode brought to you by Chicken Tenders. And the last one was brought to us by French fries. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. Crinkle cut or waffle. We got an issue. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, good, because that's the end of my cases. Excellent. Well done. Thank you, Jordy, and thank you for writing that exquisite blog for Barstool Sports. You're amazing. And thank you, Sydney Wolf, for your beautiful Chicken Tenders review blog on Instagram. Thank you. All right. Well, this is a bonus episode, so special thanks this week to our fan picker, Cat Libby. Congrats on your graduation. Graduation. Congratulations, graduation. Yeah, all of all those syllables. We're so proud of you. (laughs) Congrats. 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 All right. All right. We're gonna leave it there. Love you all. We did it. Bye bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, 
Visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!